Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Money and More with me, Leslie Thomas. It's just me this week, and I'd like to talk to you about your underlying needs about money. When it comes to our relationship with money and the money blocks that have developed over time, there is usually an underlying need. When it comes to money, we all have different relationships with it. For some of us, money is something to be chased and hoarded. For others, it's something to be spent and got rid of as soon as it's earned. And for others, money is something to be avoided at all costs. No matter what our relationship with money is, there is usually an underlying need that is driving our behaviour. Perhaps we grew up in a family where money was limited and we developed a scarcity mindset. Or maybe we saw our parents struggle financially and we promised ourselves that we would never live that way. Whatever the cause may be, our early experiences with money often have a lasting impact on our lives as adults. If you find yourself struggling with money blocks, it may be useful to explore the underlying needs that are driving your behaviour. Once you understand what you're really after, you can begin to develop a new and healthier approach and habits around money. Usually the underlying need is one of four things. Perhaps a need for love. We all have a need for love. From the time we are born until the time we die, we crave love and attention. This need is so strong that even when we are not receiving love from others, we will try to fill that void with other things like food, alcohol, drugs, or sex. All the things that money can buy, but money can't buy love. Not real love anyway. But no matter how hard we try, nothing can truly fill the emptiness that comes from a lack of love. That's why it's so important to receive and give love in our lives. When we feel loved, we feel happy, connected and valuable. We feel like we belong. Perhaps the drive is a need for security to feel safe. At its most basic, the need for security is a human instinct. Whether it's a physical threat or a financial one, we all crave stability and safety. This need can manifest itself in different ways, depending on the person. For some, it might mean having a well-paid job and a comfortable home. For others, it might mean having a robust 
savings account or a strong support system. Regardless of how it manifests, the need for security is an important part of life. It helps us to feel safe and secure in our surroundings and provides a sense of calm in an otherwise chaotic world. We also may have a need for approval. In some way, we all do need approval, whether it comes from our peers, our parents or society at large. We all crave validation that we're on the right track and there's nothing wrong with that. Approval helps us to feel seen and heard and it provides reassurance that we're doing okay. However, there can be problems when our need for approval becomes too strong, when we are constantly seeking approval from others, can erode our self-confidence and lead to feelings of insecurity. We may also find ourselves making choices that are not in line with our true values and desires, just to please others. So while a healthy need for approval is normal and natural, it's important to make sure that we're not relying on others for our self-worth. Ultimately, approval should come from within us. There could also be a need for significance. Whether we admit it or not, we all do have a need to feel significant, to feel that our lives matter and that we make a difference in the world. This need drives many of our actions and motivates us to achieve great things. It can also lead us to compare ourselves to others and to feel inadequate if we feel we are falling short. The key is to find a balance between striving for excellence and being content with who we are. When we focus on our own personal growth and development, we can find a real sense of significance that is not dependent on others. We can also enjoy the satisfaction that comes from knowing that we are doing our best and making a contribution to the world. When you pinpoint where your particular need resides, this is the point where you can start to really lean into how this is affecting how you show up. It's important to be able to pinpoint where your strongest particular need resides. Once you can do this, you can start to really understand how this need is affecting how you show up in the world. This understanding is key in being able to take steps to change the way you show up. It can be really difficult to understand our needs, but it's worth the effort because it can lead to a more fulfilling life. We all have different needs and what works for one person might not work for another. That's why it's so important to get to know ourselves really well. Only then can we start to understand our needs and find ways to meet them. We all have needs. We need shelter, food, water, air, etc. But sometimes our needs are not so basic. Sometimes we need love, attention or validation. And when we don't get our needs met, it can be difficult to function in life. That's why it's so important to be aware of our needs and take steps to meet them. When we can pinpoint where our particular need resides, this is the point where we can start to really lean into how this is affecting how we show up. If we're not getting our needs met, 
it's important to understand why they are not being met and the impact this is having on us, particularly in our relationship with money. Then when you understand the impact, create the action to find a way to address that need in a different way. Our beliefs are largely developed in our childhood between the ages of naught to seven and usually from our main caregiver or someone close to us at that time. When it comes to those beliefs, it's like we enter into an unconscious agreement that this belief is fact. It's not fact. It's a belief. It's our truth. And as such, we adopt it as our reality. It's not real. It's a belief. When that belief serves us, happy days. But here's the thing. When it doesn't serve us, it becomes more like a debt, a heavy weight hanging off our necks. But, and this is a big but, we're not conscious of it. So the question to ask yourself is, what are you telling yourself that is driving that need? There's always someone that we have an agreement with, always. And at the time we make that agreement, we are very young. And we believe at the time that the agreement serves us. And at that time, it possibly may, possibly. However, as we grow up and move into adulthood, it's very, very unlikely that agreement is serving you now. Think about it. Who did you make the agreement with when you were younger with regards to your beliefs around money? Was it a parent, a grandparent, or someone else close to you at the time? Identifying what this initial agreement was that resulted in the belief all the beliefs you now have about yourself and money is absolutely game changing. When you can do this, you can see how an agreement made through your childlike perception is just not serving you today. You can firstly intentionally forgive that agreement. Quite simply put, it served you then, it doesn't now. And then decide on a new agreement with yourself, not someone else. that allows you to intentionally create a new belief that actually serves you, serves who you are today, what you want and where you are going. As I have said before, it's never our limiting beliefs we need to be overly concerned with because you can feel the fear and do it anyway. But the limiting decisions that we take as a result of those limiting beliefs, now that is what holds us absolutely stuck and limits our ability and potential to grow. So think about this and possibly journal the answers that come up for you around it. What is your underlying need when it comes to your beliefs and blocks around money? Who did you make an agreement with around your beliefs? Start understanding this and you start to overcome those very blocks. The answers to those questions may not be immediately apparent, but the fact you're asking them, this will create a connection between your conscious and your subconscious mind. 
where you will find the answer does reside. It was there all the time. You were just not asking the right questions or ready for the answers at the time. But by actively seeking them now, you will start to form an informal alliance where your subconscious starts to be able to not only find the answers, but to be able to understand the impact and the action needed that creates thoughts and behaviors that serve you. In my experience, both for myself and with clients, the answers are always there within us. We just may need to do some digging and sometimes need the support and accountability of a third person to help us get to the point that we truly understand. So now I circle back to the subject of this week's podcast. We all have an underlying need when it comes to our relationship with money. What is yours? That's it for today. I hope you found it useful. As always, I would love to know your thoughts. So please do reach out to me. And if you would like to know and understand more about your relationship with money, then please do take my Money Archetypes Assessment. You will find the link in the show notes. And by completing the questionnaire, you will get a much, much clearer understanding of what your primary money archetypes are and what is serving you and not serving you in your relationship with money. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. If you have enjoyed it, I would love it if you would tell somebody else about it. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social media tagging me, Leslie Thomas Coaching on Instagram or the Money Mastery Business Coach on Facebook. But if you do, I promise I will give you a shout out in a future episode and I will be hugely grateful. I can also be found at Leslie-Thomas on LinkedIn. If you would like a copy of my free resource, Three Mindset Shifts to Double Your Income, then please go to leslieathomas.com forward slash let's hyphen talk hyphen money. I would love to hear from you, so please do email me at leslie at leslieathomas.com. I will reply to all messages, but please do be patient. Until next time, remember, master your mindset and in turn, you can master the money you make in your business.